Welcome to Vision Chat, a podcast about spiritual topics with your hostesses, Virginia and Stina. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Vision Chat. I'm Virginia, and today we are joined by Natalie Cooney. Natalie is the owner of a group practice of somatic psychotherapists who work with individuals and couples in Colorado. By day, she is a marriage and family therapist licensed in multiple states, and she consults with people around the world for somatic therapy. As a therapist, she specializes in somatics, sex therapy, psychedelic assisted therapy, attachment, and all things trauma resolution. By night, Natalie has no issue exploring all things spirit-related, especially if it involves connection with core organic goodness. I love that. She has trained in body work, integrative nutrition, energy medicine, language of spirit, psychic school, astrology, and seminary studies. Natalie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a privilege. Well, thank you for joining us. So do you want to add a little bit more to that description? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I think I feel really multifaceted so it's it's hard for me to describe it to to people i mean i feel like my licensure piece is is i get to be a therapist and get to sit with people processing pain and my idea around pain is usually really hard for people because pain is a is pain is medicine when we can feel it and we can integrate it we transform and as i was getting through like the licensure process and i've always been like super connected to spiritual stuff and mysticism and all that stuff and we can we can talk about that like that journey but um i think as i've been sitting with people in feeling all their emotions as like a whole being it has deepened my need for spiritual resource and for it to be connected to spirit and i think i would not be able to be doing what I'm doing if I didn't have connection to spirit at all. So it's really important to me. And spirit to me is I'm connected through nature. Like I love to be out in nature, but all those, you know, all these other practices that I've evolved and grown in throughout, you know, since I was a little girl have just, they've just added to each other throughout my experience and been super helpful for me to get through life as an individual, but also helping people get through life not just get through but just like actually have you know their life force feel alive and good yeah i'm passionate about that there's Mm -hmm. such a difference between surviving life and then thriving and if we can get there like how do we do it and what Mm -hmm. what do we tap into yes totally Mm -hmm. so do you call yourself anything like do you i don't know connect with any labels like healer, empath, psychic, what are you comfortable with? I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable with all of it, even though like I keep myself, like I could call myself a therapist a lot of the time, Um, but I have, I've always connected with being a healer, that like the healing arts, using hands-on healing, like I, I have been, you know, told and prayed over and i've experienced it myself that using using my hands and using my own uh spiritual resources 
I tend to lean towards being a healer. Yeah. So I tell people I'm a healer, but a lot of times I just say I'm a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm naturally seeing where, where things aren't quite right. And I can naturally see where, what it's needed to heal it back into its original design, like the goodness original design. Yeah. So I can see that really clearly. And then I can see where people or systems are missing and what needs to be put back in place so that they're in the original goodness of their, you know, the, the original design of how we were supposed to live and exist, not survive, but just, you know, live and exist. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious. I don't know if this is too big of a question, but how do you see it? See what? Well, you were talking about seeing how it's supposed to be, like what the original design oh. was. So how do you, mm -hmm. I guess, how do you spot it? I feel it more. I, I feel where, and I can just talk about it as someone, if I was working with someone or working with a group or, you know, couples or relationships, I can feel in my system, and I think psychic school really helped me with this because I would feel it and not know what to do with it. <laughs> and like, I'd be like, well, I'd be so just overwhelmed by the information I was getting. So I feel that either someone or the system, the relationship isn't in a secure, grounded, like, rested, easeful place. So I feel that first in my nervous system. I can feel it in my body that something is missing here. Someone isn't feeling safe or they're, they're not feeling like their core self. And a lot of that comes from when someone's not feeling like they're in their core self, it comes from the conditioning that they've received from our culture and their family of origin, a lot of that conditioning, um, but also traumatic experiences can also take someone out of being in that just grounded, this is who I am and I'm at peace. I'm at peace with myself. I am fully accepted myself. I'm, I'm, I'm embodying my life force to the highest potential that I can trauma and conditioning family conditioning and cultural religious trauma conditioning can also remove people's access to that core self so and then that impacts impacts people's relationships and so when i can sense that i will that's what i'm sensing i'm sensing oh we're not actually in flow there's something stopping thwarting the person or inhibiting the person from being their core self and so i'm i'm often working in that little silo about like where can we get a little bit more resiliency to and permission really permission like for that person to be who they who they were originally designed to be you know if they had unconditional positive regard who would we become mm -hmm. who would wow. have we become you know yeah. yeah do you find that people usually give you that permission to go there? Because no. I know sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I know people come to therapy and they're like, yes, I want help. I want to change. I want all these things. Yeah. 
and they, you know, and then there's that part that's a little scary because it's like, can we look at it and can we really get to the core? And can we change, can we work on changing that? And is there permission to do that? Yeah, that can, for some people takes years for them, for me to establish trust with them so that they can actually start the process of giving permission to start finding their core self because they've been really life has shown them it is not safe to even go on the journey where someone is even telling them i'm safe we're okay i'm i'm going to i'm going to hold this unconditional positive regard they lots of people myself included i can speak from my own experience is that when we when people betrayed that trust that leaves an imprint so that even if someone pure and loving is sitting across from us saying it's okay it's all right we actually need quite a long embodied over and over experience of trusting that person little tiny bits over time so that's why it said it can take can take a long time for people for their nervous system to actually start opening some windows up or like cracking the door open that I could potentially not have to live so armored or so protected or so separate from my life force in order to survive. Um, because relational trauma, when we have early childhood relational trauma, and that can be someone that just doesn't, we just don't have people that have our backs, then, then we have to have our own back. And it takes quite a long time to, to peel back those layers. Um, but a lot of time I'm, I'm working in that space where I'm not trusted yet. And then we're negotiating a lot around what parts of self are there, what parts of spirit, how can spirit be helpful? You know, I feel like spirituality is incredibly helpful for some people and it's super loaded for other people. So that's why it's like having, to, you know, lots of toolboxes, lots of things in the toolbox. Mm -hmm. I love that you're yeah. using your spirituality though to mm -hmm. with people and integrate it into the therapy that you're doing. How yeah. did you get into spirituality? Yeah, so I was raised, I was raised in a, Christian culture and by Christian parents. And however, I really think I got the version of Christianity in some ways that was very mystical. So kind of believing in, in spirit and angels and healing get like gifts that could, you know, I can pray on prayer is going to heal somebody like those types of spiritual, mystical, how I think like Jesus really was. So I got that, but I also, once I kind of got out into like Christian culture outside of that mysticism, I was shocked to hear how legalistic and non-mystical and like how non-divine it, like how really the patriarchy has removed the mystical and removed feminine 
feminine emotion, feminine sexuality, right? Like the removal of all of that mysticism. I really didn't get to see a lot of that until later when I was doing biblical studies that I was like, oh, I actually got a, the version of Christianity that felt like very like Jesus mystically. Um, but that's one, it's like I had this while I was experiencing my childhood where we like also had like a lot of like Celtic mystical like influence as well. And just a lot of openness. I feel like there, I, I feel really privileged that I got a lot of openness and it's really sad to see Christianity now being incredibly shut down to mysticism and, you know, the healing arts. So, but actually the things that I feel like really opened me up was my traumas that I had in my life. So, um, and I just kind of have like a theory that the trauma kind of kicks the door open for some people. It breaks open how we saw the world and our belief systems. And once that breaks open, you can't go back to seeing it the way that it was. And um, my childhood experiences and, you know, getting into my adolescence was like, I feel like those traumas, I had to, I had to connect to spirit. There was no other, like, my dog. Um, <laughs> there was no other option. I, I thought it was a ghost. I heard a voice. <laughs> I'm like, spirit is speaking. <laughs> spirit is speaking. Yes. So this is why I said pain is medicine, because I feel like pain cracked me open to start seeing spirit as way bigger, way, way bigger than than what you know big c church was teaching me even though i had from a young age had very very spiritual experiences where i was seeing spirits and experience like i was i was just overwhelmed by it i didn't know what was happening i was sensing and picking up on it all the time i mean my whole family was just like what she just has an anxiety disorder you know, that, that's why I like really reclaiming it for people. It's like, actually like the anxiety is because you're picking up, you're like tuned at a higher frequency. So how can we help you with that? And like actually learn some tools. But so the pain actually started to break some of that open. And I was connecting to God, spirit, cosmos. Like it was so easy for me. It was so easy for me. And so then I just like, and even my self-reflection of journaling and then learning yoga and, you know, still being, still being involved in like big C church. But I, I feel like I was feeling the unconditional positive regard that is very disconnected for people that like so many people don't have that as a, as a feeling. And I felt that I was, I've always felt that I've always felt it. And I, I think it's just like an easy, an easy for me to tap into. So I think I just started exploring and I just let myself explore. And because I have this deep sense of like, this is just God, cosmos or spirit. And people are just trying to put it in different boxes. <laughs> so silly. It makes, it, it, it makes me laugh thinking about how people are putting it in boxes because you just can't. I have always felt comfortable exploring and just letting myself explore more so really 
after I did my biblical studies, getting my master's in, in marriage and family therapy, part of it was with some biblical stuff. And I was floored by the amount of how mysticism was taken out and how spirituality was taken out. Um, but I was already doing body work and massage and, and learned Reiki and, you know, all this, I was doing all this stuff while I was still having a foot in the church door. Um, but I was letting myself explore and just, I've always felt like, like I wanted to know more because I was experiencing so much, so, so much in my nervous system. And when I would be around people, even just thinking about people, I'd be, I'd, I'd be getting downloads all the time. Yeah. And so I think that's when I started to really, really give myself the permission after I did the biblical piece. I just was like, I really don't need, I, I don't need any, I don't need to put any of this in boxes. Like it's all connected. So, and so then I just went to psychic school and then I went to astrology school and then just, I just let myself do these things. And I, you know, I think some people would think I, you know, I'm, you know, I think of some of my clients who are a Christian and, and they are, they're, they're scared of these, these ideas. For me, it's, it's all about expanded consciousness that if we have, if we have more connection to learning about ourselves, then we have a super speedway to getting into connection with love. So for me, expanded consciousness is just learning more about love, which is me and you and other people, or they're not, you know, we're seeing that now in our world is like, there's a lot of people that are disconnected from that love and that's all trauma. It's all trauma that we've needed to disconnect from love. But my spiritual explorations, the intention behind it is not to, you know, uh, go off and be be this weird woo-woo person. It's really just so I have more expanded consciousness about why we're here and who I am supposed to be. And that is... I think it's I'm supposed to be connected to love and that's me and spirit. So lots of I think you just solved all the world's problems. <laughs> I mean if everyone what, thought that way that'd be great. <laughs> my goodness, what a well right. I mean, what a journey. You know, and how brave of you to be able to explore all these things and to let yourself explore, because I think that that's one of the things that keeps a lot of people stuck in boxes. It's like, well, I have these yes. rules and I have to follow these rules and I have to yes. stay within the box. And if I go outside of it, then what's going to happen? Chaos. You know, well, what if what if you find peace instead of chaos if you let yourself explore? Yeah, which most people do when they go into the disorganized and de the deconstruction, it is chaos initially. But on the other side of that, so I think that's where psychedelics comes in as well, is that that expanded consciousness piece helps people connect to their, uh, helps them go through the pain, right? To go through the pain to find more of who they really are. And a lot of people, when they let themselves explore outside those boxes, like you were saying, Virginia, there's fear, like the, the 
contemporary culture, there's quite a lot of fear around exploring outside and religion, you know, a lot of religion does this too. It's like, oh my gosh, you're, you know, giving a foothold for the devil. And like that, I didn't get that. I, I didn't. And that's why I like, I feel so privileged because I didn't get that. It was just like, oh yeah, God isn't everything. And we're going to let that, we're going to just keep exploring. Um, but there's quite a lot of fear, but once people get outside of that box and they start deconstructing, it's terrifying and it's disorganizing, but that disorganization is for our service. It's, it's, it gives us it, we need disorganization to reorganize at a higher level. That's just what happens. Like when we go through pain, it shatters us. And when we come back together, we're more pure us. So I'm glad that the, I just feel lucky that I have given myself the permission to go outside those boxes. Um, and I think it's, it helps people when I'm sitting with them with the people that are my Christian clients that are, you know, in, in those boxes, it works for them. And I can, I can, I can connect to that and love that and, and help them find love in that box as well. That's it's, there's no, there's no, you know, right or wrong to where, which path you choose. I just have, I've needed to see all the boxes and more boxes um, so that I can make sense of pain really. What do you think is like the biggest misconception about spirituality? Is it that, you know, like if mm. the religious piece, like if there are certain rules within a religion, if you break out of those, then something bad's going to happen. You're going to not such a good place afterwards or. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's along those lines for sure. I think the one of the biggest misconception, at least in the communities that I'm serving is that there needs to be fear that like fear, like that we need to be afraid of spirituality. And I don't think that, but I think that is something that has been really conditioned into a lot of people to be afraid and that it's, and then uh, those other things that you said like that, if you do that, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen to you or, you know, that there's, yeah, that, there's negative consequences. And I think that it just feeds back to the fear piece. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with control. I think that there is, there's quite a lot of control in that cycle. I say it in relationships all the time, if you have to use fear to, to try to get your partner to change, but I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. So, um, it's just an out, I think it's an outdated religious tactic, yeah, to use fear to get people to, you know, to change or to to be a certain way. I think it's a big misconception. Yeah, because once you do explore anything that expands your consciousness, whether it's astrology or psychedelics or, you know, psychic school or tarot or reading the Bible or any sort of spiritual scripture, like all of that is for us to self-reflect and to become free. So I see it as just like me being exercising that freedom, which I think is love given to me is to be free. It's like, it's, yeah, I feel like it's just hard, hard to describe. Isn't that what we all want though? Like that freedom yes. and love who doesn't want that? Right. 
people are so scared of it because what would that mean? It means they don't have the framework that has, you know, been the been the architecture, the the filter system that they've seen everything through. So once you remove that filter system, there's there, yeah, the the bumper rails are off, but the bumper rails are actually hurting people. That's that's the reality is that if we stay in those boxes for some people, those boxes are really, really kind. And so when it's grounded in love and kindness, it's it's life-saving. Totally. But when those boxes are about fear and shame, it's I mean, it's so destructive to the core self. I mean, I don't think the core self can ever be destroyed, but it makes the core self go farther and farther underground. And then, always, then people get symptoms when that happens. I always tell people, like, if it works for you, do it. You know, like, if you're, if you believe in something, whatever mm -hmm. it is, if it works for you, that's great. Question it if it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. Explore. As long as you're not hurting somebody, right? Yeah. Or hurting yourself. Hurting yourself or other people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. What like, would, why not? What advice would you give people who are exploring spirituality, like for the first time mm. or want to look into it more? Like, are, are there things that you, like now looking back on your own journey, are there things you would recommend? I would recommend that for someone that is wanting to explore, to listen to the impulse or the intuition or the curiosity if you are walking by a shop or you're in the library and you see an interesting book and instead of like shutting it down and saying like, no, 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 I can't do that. Listening to the instinct or the pull, like you hear, I'm sure you guys hear this all the time. Like this just like, oh, I just, one day I just like, oh, I'm going to look that up. And then, and it's just like sometimes that little tiny and it changes everything. For people so that moment when people shut that down and they're like nope right i just nope i can't i would say like what if what if like one of those you just like just just looked over just a little bit because the pull is there the pull is there for everybody i think like i think we're all super connected we were designed that way and we were conditioned to shut it down so it's always there so i that's what i would say i would say like if you feel a pull like even if it feels super silly that you're like reading about like how the trees talk to one another like maybe just like let it see just like open the book and see because it's always there I love it because actually feeling that little pull is what it's like, it led me to all of this <laughs> up to this point. And it's been so incredible. Just a little curiosity about, I wonder what it would be like if I just took some classes, um, you know, let me learn is how that to your meditate. first pull. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh it was, actually, it was even before that. It was just like, it's like a domino effect. It you is know, there were little pools all along the way, so small that now looking back, I'm like, wow, you know, like yeah. I, I followed my, I, I heard a po another podcast 
And there was a lady on there who was talking about being a therapist and a psychic. And I was like, wow, what if I connected with her? Yeah. I mean, she might not even answer my email, but what if mm -hmm. she does? Mm -hmm. And she did. And then we got to talking. And yeah. then one thing led to another. And I'm like, well, what if I take some classes and learn how to meditate? And then I'm in psychic oh. school. <laughs> and now there's right. all this information. And it's so awesome. It's, it is like a domino effect. I think you saying that word, just like it, I felt that land so in me. One little, it, yeah. And that's the, that's the shame and the sadness when people are stuck in the boxes because they are trained to disregard that little pull. Um, so I just feel like we're both privileged that we got to feel that and we gave ourselves enough permission to to just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to look it up and then I'm going to see, I'm going to, mm -hmm. and just do it and see where and I just take do it. it. And it's yeah. never gone wrong. That's mm -hmm. another amazing, incredible thing that it's never, never have I ever looked back and said, wow, I wish I hadn't taken that class or I wish I hadn't done that. It's yeah. always led to good places. The journey hasn't yeah. always been easy, mm -mm. but the reward right. has been incredible. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I I have, and I'm sure you do too, so many stories and experiences of if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to, for me, have my heart open to this person or this experience or or this thing that happened in my life, which I think having an open heart and being, you know, seeing through the eye of the heart, for me, that's that's part of my original design. And so if I had stayed in the boxes, I would have had so much, I would have experienced the pain and suffering from a victim place. And like, God, oh God, why is this happening? You know? And instead I was able to, oh, this is happening and I can feel all of it because I'm present to it because I've got spirit, I'm totally connected and it's the worst pain I've ever experienced my heart is open and it's changed. It's literally changing me because I don't have to come up with a narrative about like, Oh, like, Oh, maybe cause I did this. And I, you know, maybe cause I you know, no, it's just cause life is painful sometimes. And for some people, a lot of the time and spirit allows us to stay open to the transformational nature of pain, suffering, not that pain and suffering is to transform us. There's just an opportunity in pain and suffering for us to become more empathetic, more in our heart spaces, more, more attuned to loving kindness for ourselves and others. Like, why not? Do you think there will ever be an existence where we can learn through love and joy instead of the pain and suffering? Because I don't know about you, I'm over the pain and suffering. Right? I don't want to do it anymore. Please, no more. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I've experienced, particularly with psychedelics, is that on some plane of existence, that's already happening. And so for some reason, <laughs> we're having this lived experience here you know, to however you want, you know, searching for me, like man's search for meaning is like a big deal. We always make meaning out of, out of what we're going through, but whew, 
yeah, it's like it becomes like this big opening as I think about it is the reality that oh, it's so hard to describe, but like I feel that secure attachment is there's always loving kindness and safety on some plane of existence. So it is to me an function of our physical nature that we feel separation from love because people do terrible things and hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And you see that tons, but there is on some plane of existence, this space of safety and connection where there isn't pain. And I think some people call that heaven. And I think it's just on another plane of existence and I can tap into it whenever I want. That's awesome. Cause I want to go there. Right. <laughs> How do we get there? <laughs> yeah. And I think the only way I could have had an embodied experience of that is if I went through my trauma work, like trauma work, going through that allowed me to experience that the people that I've lost, my brother, my dad, you know, traumatic losses, I am connected to them and that's it. And they're not in pain and somewhere I'm also not in pain. You know, this quantum version of me or the me that knows that has more information than my physical me knows because a physical has experienced a lot, you know, and it's hard for us to make sense of that. But yeah, I think it was only through the pain that I could tap into. It's like, oh no, we're actually, we're actually connected and there isn't pain in that connection. Well, for people that are listening and I think are target audience or, you know, when we started this podcast, are people exploring spirituality, maybe for the yeah. first time or having some curiosity about it? Oh, cool. So for people that, you know, are like, well, how do you tap into spirit? How do you do that? How do you go about that? What practices do you use to tap into that? Mm -hmm. um, I think my journey, so I would say some people can sense it in their systems. Majority of people need external experiences of it first um, to create that access point. So I also think when we are at peace with our life force, our, our life energy, that is spirit, which is intuitive and empathic and beyond time and space. But I think initially people have to explore probably some external pieces and then feel what it feels like in their body or in their spirit. Like for me, nature, I think is a super speedway. Yeah, I just think it's a super speedway. And for a lot of people, I think that's why our our earth and the collective archetype now is there's quite a lot of pain because there's a deep connection or deep disconnection from earth and nature and just being outside and and not on our phones outside, right? Being outside and just like sensing, sensing into nature is I think a really, uh, a way to start getting some, to start cultivating it. And I think cultivation is the appropriate word 
to normalize for people is that it's going to start super small and it will feel like an itty bitty little itty bitty tiny inkling like we were talking about before little tiny something and as we give time and attention to that it's going to cultivate it and be more accessible it's just like secure attachment when we cultivate secure attachment with ourselves the more we do that when we cultivate pleasure sexual pleasure when we practice sexual pleasure more often that feeds and builds access to those things so this this concept of cultivation and feeding you know what you feed is going to grow and so i think nature i think reading spiritual texts of any sort like really just letting yourself go to the library or go to a bookstore and just like just let yourself sit on the aisle and just pull out books and just like oh i wonder seeing how that lands for you books i think are i just i think they're incredible like how people just write and put books out just blows my mind i think it can be in everything i'm just now i'm like thinking about like music and incense and can't like even just lighting a candle i did that for a long time especially when i was doing the biblical studies where i was just getting such a disconnect of like oh my gosh what are all these men talking about that women can't preach and what like i am so confused here like uh i was lighting a candle to to like ritualize that like no spirit is still here like spirit is here and so i, I was doing i was doing that and ritual like having morning or afternoon rituals or having an altar space where you have items that you know lost loved ones like those are your ancestors that are going that are helping you you know if they're benevolent and there i think there's just like a lot of ways that you can start playing with it but have it be like play less of like it's a job or i have to like there's fear here but just like seeing if you can let your little inner child come out and just play people find it in art and just starting to paint or i think it's in i think it's in everything movement music touch sex oh yeah I think you can, I, I think it's quite disconnected for people though. Like a lot of people can do all of those things and not feel spirit. So I always invite people when you're doing that thing that makes you, makes you feel good, can you pause and drop in, drop into your physical experience, to your lived experience and get a sense of the color, the texture of, something that's residing in you that is um emboldening like emboldening you to be vibrating at a higher vibration <laughs> you know like lack lack of better words for that but that's what it feels like you're vibrate like there's something vibrating within you and i think you can find it in so many things yeah so I many things. but it has to be cultivated you're so right in like, I think a lot of people engage in those things and they're probably like, yeah, but I, you know, I go for a walk all the time or yeah, I, you know, yeah. all the time, but it's like, but how intentional are you being with it too? Like how much fun are you having? Like, are you leaving your phone at home or like mm -hmm. are you scrolling while you're, you know, in the woods and you're like, that didn't help at all. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, are you taking that. selfies of yourself when you're in the woods, right? And posting right. it, I'm in the woods. <laughs> right? Yes. Look at, I'm in the woods. 
but it's like, oh, I'm going to make a pot of tea. And in that pot of tea, you know, you find, oh, I'm going to do this herb and this herb. And like, suddenly you're doing magic yeah. and you're having a cup of freaking tea. Oh my gosh. And people are having tea all the time. But that moment can be, oh, but there's a word for it. It's like, it can be a transcendent, but embodied. You can be transcendent. You can have this magical experience, but be healing your body at the same time. Like that is what tapping into spirit does. It can heal you when you're in, you're having a freaking cup of tea and it's magic, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think it is a shift or an invitation for our people to look at it that way. It's like a perspective. That's what I meant by the window or the windshield. It's like, if our windshield is like, I just need to survive and I shouldn't see anything as magical or mystical, that's how you're going to see it. So, but what if we cleaned off the windshield and just saw you're having a cup of tea, you're lighting a candle as a religious experience of meeting cosmic, unconditional, loving power or something, you know, whatever you want to call it yourself you know yes. natalie how can people find you do you want to be found i kind of want to be found <laughs> nice okay how do they connect with you what do you like to offer how do oh they find you <laughs> so i'm kind of in a transition right now and i have my group practice which is all licensed therapists so they are incredible that's at compasshealingproject.com if you're in Colorado and you're like, I want someone that can do deep somatic work, please, please, please seek us out. Like therapy is significantly less scary, scarier than it was five years ago. And like these people in particular make it even less scary for people. It's, you're just, you get to meet with real people. I'm, I got my toes in a lot of things. Um, and right now, my licensed work is full. I'm, I'm full. Um, but I do quite a lot of consultations, exploring things that, you know, they wouldn't be someone becoming my clients right now for, for a period of time, but I am doing still these other pieces, um, that are disconnected from my licensure. So you can still find me. I just don't have, I'm not set up on different platforms or another website it's still quite underground i should say um because my licensure really doesn't i'm not really you know i'm not going to put any of this spiritual pressure onto people and i'm not allowed to um but it is something that people do tend to find me and are really like deconstructing their old belief systems and wanting the permission and the safety of someone that has been in lots of worlds to hold their process. And I love, love, love that work. So you can still find all my, you can, people can connect to me through my Compass Healing Project website. I just don't have, I am in the process of getting something that's separate from my licensure going um, because I've got all these other pieces that are so life-giving for me in addition to my work as a licensed therapist. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. And thanks for being thanks with for us today. Me. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk with you, Virginia.